0: Beer. Hey, Kayla. Hi, Ayana. <laughs> Welcome to Fill in the Blank Podcast. Welcome. Um Point. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another week here at Feel in the Blank Podcast. Did you like those moves? No. Hey, Ayana.
1: Hi, Kayla. Hi, Kayla. We, I see we on ten today, Yeah. Huh? You see me through a screen, and you say, "Okay, cut up." She can't stop me. I don't know. That makes me think about. Have you ever seen Hitch? Yes. That's my favorite scene where he's like, he can't stop it. He can't stop it. Literally my favorite.
0: Honestly, this is just me like going. delirium. Yeah. I I have nothing left in my body and I'm just. I feel it. It'd be like that. It really do be like that. It really do be like that. Well, how have you been? Oh. What's been been going on? You've been on your world tour.
1: Just world tour. Oh. I mean, now I'm. I'm right now. I'm in Atlanta and my parents. Mm-hmm. That's why we're virtual again. That's why we're virtual again. I texted the group and I was like, "Y'all, I gotta go home. <laughs> mm-hmm. I gotta go home. Can we just do it online?" Uh, and it seemed to work well with Cami. So I was like, "I I don't want to keep doing this. I don't want to make this a habit." But nonetheless, I was like, "I gotta go home, bro."
0: Yeah, you needed the time. I really did. We've been going hard. Just think about it. Cami episode was episode number thirty six so for thirty five episodes, we've been we, consistent we have consistently pushed out we've, episodes where we have trucked through, come over to my place and record episodes.
1: We've been pretty consistent,
0: yeah, I'm so you us. deserve me too I do deserve
1: I've had a hard week. <laughs>
0: Yes, so talk about it. Let's talk about how the week has been Man. ever since the the episode. the infamous viral episode now has dropped <laughs> i'm gl- I'm glad it's finally
1: out there. and on one hand, I feel ridiculously free, mm-hmm. ridiculously free um, yeah. and then on the other hand, I'm wildly overwhelmed. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a weird dichotomy. Um, but it's fine. I mean, I I'm just I know for a fact that like it's gonna get better from here. Um mm-hmm. the weight, I don't I don't feel that weight anymore, man. I really so don't feel fine. that weight anymore. I feel so light. Yes, so light. And now the only thing that I have to cope through is like some of the criticism or like whatever the heck people gotta say. But I know in like a week or two people won't care.
0: Yeah, it'll die yeah. down. It'll that die. Is, down. That's a really difficult part to process and cope through because I even got a taste of it with this episode that went out and mm-hmm. I was like, do you, you remember? What was it on? Was that Vine? I don't know, but there was a, a thing <laughs> where this little guy was screaming, was singing. He was like, fuck this shit, I'm out. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Well, all right now, don't mind <laughs> me. I'ma just grab my." And leave, excuse me, please. That is how I have been feeling. I'm like, you know what? I got y'all. I'm out of here. I'm going to
1: do this. <laughs> Kayla. I remember when you saw that coming, you about lost your mind. I was like, Kayla, Kayla, it's that was.
0: You know what? It really triggered something in me for real. Like I cried about it for two days. I'm not going to mm-hmm. lie. I cried about it for two days because of the fact that this person tried to make it seem as though I would that push you, you to friend. do something. Yeah, push you to do something that you were not comfortable with. That was yeah. the part for me that sent me. Like it really, really sent me. Look, and, and then really- it's
1: us telling you, like, oh, but it's fine. You know who you are, but, but, but it doesn't help. It doesn't help when people tell you that, and that's why I'm like people are like Ayanna just don't read the comments. Ayanna just don't like but blah, blah. It doesn't help. It doesn't help because yeah. just knowing that people are talking about you, it's just like all right. All yeah, right,
0: that part was hard, and then also it's just like the person called me surface level, which was another mm-hmm. thing that really that did something because when you come and you are sharing so much of yourself, like things that you typically would not share, you know. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so ridiculous for you to call somebody surface level when that is just not the case. Like, it is obviously not the case. And it's, it's hard because I think that sometimes what people, well, what this person might have did and maybe other people who have the same thought process, like, put in comparison... What, what it is that you have gone through versus the mm. things that I'm sharing. That That's are another
1: thing that I I think, I think they're comparing the gravity of it. But the thing is, is like, just because like, I mean, it's a, it's a damn divorce, but like how many people deal with a damn divorce? Like the gravity of that is like intense, but that doesn't mean that your struggle isn't just as intense or impactful on your life. Yes.
0: It's just that I'm speaking my truth. Like I can't talk about what is not happening. Like
1: I'm sorry, but that phrase triggers the hell out of me. <laughs> what? Speaking my truth.
0: Oh, girl. Yes. You know what? We need to retire that. Let's find something. <laughs> Let's find something new. But yeah, you can't talk about what's not happening. You talk about right. what's, happening? Happening? what's happening. What's happening? What's happening? And you've been doing that. And that's surface level, apparently. So, I mean. It's fine, Kayla. But, you know, I got over it. I got over it. I was like, you know, it is what it is. I know who I am. I know what my purpose is, what we're doing here, what your purpose is, that you were able to speak about something that was so vulnerable in your life that you did not have to share. But from it, it wasn't for you to... I've seen so many just terrible, ridiculous comments and it wasn't because of any of the things that people think, but it was for you and it was for, for you me. to be able to walk in your purpose fully to be mm-hmm. able to say, I am who I think I am.
1: Yeah. And that's why at some point I just had to be okay with it. Um, I just had to be okay with it. The The part that is hard for me to cope with is people trashing Jared, that's the part that's hard because, like, th- that was the very thing I wanted to avoid. Um, and not that, again, not I know I'm oh, hyper aware that it's not my responsibility, but it's still like it still makes me feel some type of way that like people feel comfortable to do that. Um, yeah. because me talking about it, that wasn't the purpose of it, like, the purpose was really just my unburdening. Um, yeah. until we did that live, and then I was like, well, damn, now I got now I gotta defend myself, but oh, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. Um, But anyways, you know, I've been coping well though. I'm at home. Um, I will say being at home has not been very restful because I've been taking care of my dad's shitty booty ass dog. Um, (laughs) What's
0: wrong with the doggy? He's
1: sick. My dad, my dad, my dad gave this 13 year old dog some cheese and his stomach has been tore up. And we keep Poor telling my dad, stop giving him human food. But every once in a while, he'll give yeah. me a little nugget. He's like, no, it's fine. He's fine. And for the most part, Sebastian's been able to digest it this entire Sebastian. time. <laughs> I know, the bash man. Um, but now, like, he's older. He's a lot older. And my dad just wants to, he just wants to help, like, my, he wants he wants to give my, what my, because that's his firstborn. <laughs> yeah. That dog is his firstborn child. He treats it like it's a human. Mm-hmm. And I am not even playing. Yeah. um so my dad's had to go to work so I've been the one cleaning this dog's ass literally and it's when I tell you it's nothing but liquid coming out of his butthole oh my gosh I've had to put uh, diapers <sighs> literally newborn baby diapers on this dog and uh, I don't do well and, and immediately I was like I'm not having kids I can't do it I'm bro not having kids. So
0: wait you just triggered me because mm-hmm. that what you're talking about is the reason why Hunter doesn't live with Marcus and I anymore. <laughs> Hunter was pooping liquid shit. Yeah. And he did it on the side of my bed. Yeah. So this morning we went, like we were asleep, right? hmm And literally, I kid you not. And this is trigger warning for all of you. It's about to sound so nasty this sound. I'm about to do it's like need, if you need to. I need y'all to understand how I was woken up. I'm laying there and it said. Oh I, no! I literally sat straight up in my bed and I just started looking around. I said, "Where is he at? Where is he at?" And I look, and he's on my side of the bed, and it's liquid.
1: Yeah, yeah. Disgusting. Yes, this dog has been shitting liquid for like two days.
0: Oh, and my it's been
1: God. it's been me, it's been me, me. So as soon as I got home, me, it's been me.
0: <laughs> the strongest so there's no rest. Here.
1: There is no rest, I, and it's, and then that, and then I couldn't even because I had an ad film, I couldn't even film my ad because I was so pre preoccupied with this damn dog, oh and now like God. I might miss my deadline. I've just been stressed. I'm like, bro, I came yeah. here for rest. What is this? What is this? Peace. <laughs> I tell you, I've been so mad at my dad, and, it's, and he didn't even mean to. He didn't even mean to, and I'm still like, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm, I'm not washing my dishes. You wash
0: them. <laughs> I've been so mad. <laughs> Being grumpy. I've just been grumpy. A little grouch. That's so funny. Well, hopefully mm. Sebastian's stomach gets better.
1: That's what I'm saying. I just need this poor little because I he's in he is suffering. Every time he goes oh. poop, he's just whimpering. I'm like, oh, sorry. oh
0: Sebastian. I'm oh, sorry, pal. I'm sorry, pal. Well, I need mm. some updates on Sebastian after this because I want to know that he's doing better. I'm
1: um, I'm sure he just needs like one more day. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. Fingers crossed.
0: Fingers crossed, babe. Yeah. Anything else you want to share mm. about how this week has been for you?
1: Uh, Oh, my God. My road trip, I actually drove from Chicago to here. Mm-hmm. It was so peaceful. Did you enjoy it? I, that was I, a long drive. It was 12 hours. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh, well, it good. was more like 11-ish, Um, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was daylight. It was beautiful. I just missed seeing trees. Yeah. I was just listening to my music the entire time. Mm-hmm. It was it was great. I loved it. It was That's that it. that has been the most therapeutic thing that I've experienced this. Week.
0: Well, I'm happy that you are, you know, getting some peace and rest because I know Chicago can be a lot for the nervous system.
1: Yeah, man, it's just overwhelming. And then I don't want to leave the house. And then I'm just c- cramped up into my uh, inside my apartment, which isn't good for me. I'm realizing isolation is good to an extent, but I actually don't need as much isolation as I did before. Like now, I realize I need to be around people, which is mm-hmm. why even right before I left, I was like, Natalie, can I come spend the night, Aww. please? Um, and so I spent the night. I think like two nights with her. And I was just Aww, like, I can't that's be alone. Nice.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really good. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm about we to open coping. out of my look. As I have a butterfly on my shirt, I'm gonna open out of my cocoon now that the weather is breaking. So, yeah, I definitely love
1: feel, nice weather.
0: Yes, I definitely feel you like you think that you like being isolated, but social interaction is healthy, it's
1: Shouldn't healthy. It it's healthy. I think I think it depends on what it is. If I'm just like a normal level of overwhelm, just like there's so many tasks, I can be in my apartment. But if like life itself feels overwhelming, I have to be around people.
0: Yeah, I get that. Mm. I can understand. Yeah. Well, I think I do the opposite, but I think it's only because of what my work life is like right now. Mm. So with me being at the school and then- I can't when- wait for things to shift for you. <sighs> Look, we are at the very end. At the end? I I graduate next weekend, May 13th. We up out of there, okay? And then after that, I still have to finish out the rest of the school year. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah. I love that for you. I'm so excited. I can't wait. And then I'll be able to be social again. I think that this has really cramped my style, this whole yeah. It makes me wonder though, are you actually going to be social or are you going to be like, ah, I just want to rest? I think that at the beginning, I'm going to be like, I want to rest because I need to recoup from what I've been in. Mm -hmm. But after that, especially if I'm able to find a job where I could work from home. I will be. Yeah. I know that I will be way more social because I'll be able to. I'll want to leave the house right now. I want to be home so much because I'm always out of the house. You know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like once you start working from home, you'll probably be like, "All right." So, uh, anybody trying to do something? Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Everybody definitely. send good vibes to Kayla mm-hmm. so she can get a work from home job.
0: Please, that's it's supposed we... to be my season. She's supposed to be. Not it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be. So we're gonna see. You know, I believe that it is. Let me let me change the language. I believe it is. That it this is, is, is your season. season. My time this is your season. I have this struggled. Is your se- this is both of our seasons, man.
1: I do That's feel right. like this season is about to be a slight struggle, but it's gonna be probably like a good transitional struggle. I'm just not gonna like it. Not in the yeah. beginning, at least. I yeah. feel it. There's a shift to coming.
0: Yeah, it's and something. Actually, something. brewing. Something's, Something's brewing. brewing. It's been brewing for a minute, but it's, it like it's coming I'm to a head. Feeling it just bubble. It's like, okay,
1: let's get to it. I love that both of us are in the middle of these like wild transitions.
0: We are. And, and then, then we
1: still have a podcast.
0: But you know what's even funnier, though? Wow. That we both kind of deal with it the same way and like, eh, I'm going to go into my bubble.
1: We'd be like, oh, how about I just
0: like not talk to nobody. How about we just ignore everything? That's what I've been doing, and I really need to stop. I'm trying to get out of that. You and I both.
1: I'm like, Ayanna, you're an adult. Just suck it up, buttercup.
0: I know. I keep trying to tell myself that, but I feel mentally like I have the capacity of a 15-year-old, so I don't know.
1: I was literally (laughs) just talking to somebody today about how... I will pay extra for the sake of convenience. And I yes. want to get to the point in my life where I don't even have to be the richest. Like I don't even have to be like extremely wealthy. What I do want though is I want to be successful to the point of having the money to delegate simple tasks that my brain doesn't have to think about. So someone to clean my home, someone to even cook for me that would be nice. Someone to just simply like book stuff for me. Like uh put stuff on my calendar, just simple stuff like that so I can put my mind energy toward things that actually matter because these small things take up so much of my mental energy and I get mm. so overwhelmed by them that I just like, I don't have anything left.
0: Yeah. I think that um, the thing that I really want to take off of my plate, if I could, is I would love to be able to get a um, a meal prep like mm. type of thing. There are services so, for that. I feel like we... I feel yeah, like we my parents my parents have it. And so I go over to their place and they literally have all their lunches and breakfast made for, they just go pick it up each week and they have breakfast and lunch every day. And then if they really like needed some dinner, they have stuff there where they could have dinner if they didn't feel like cooking. That was significantly like Mm -hmm. lift burden off of my life. If I could afford something like that on a normal basis. They do that every week. I'm just so jealous. I just be looking at them like, what's it like to be rich? How does it to Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Because those are some expensive services. And that's why, because I looked into them in the past and I could not afford them then. I should uh, do some more research now to see if I can, if they're in my budget. Um, Mm -hmm. But... Yeah, I can't. It, the eating is is serious. It's a bad problem for me. Like I, I really am back to my pre-marriage weight, which isn't. It's actually not good for me.
0: Yeah, yeah. And when you're gotta, stressed, you don't feel like eating.
1: It, it's that on top of the fact that like the ADHD is so bad that like I don't think to eat until like my hunger cues are starting. But at this point, I'm like really hungry, and then sometimes I'll get distracted from my hunger cues. And then I won't eat until like 5 PM that day. You
0: almost need to set reminders for yourself.
1: There's actually, there's this book that I've been using. It's called beyond body. Um, and it, it literally laid out a full plan. Granted, I have to cook the food, but it laid out, laid out a full 28 day plan. So it's mm-hmm. meant to like jumpstart a healthy uh, lifestyle for yourself. Oh. Um, so I'm, Yeah. And I'm on, I just did day five today uh I, I might have skipped one of them days but I did day five uh and it was a lot but okay. nonetheless it's a lot because I'm not used to it right. so I'm hoping but by the, the end awesome. of this month I'll have a I'll have a routine for myself
0: yeah and you just ate three tacos before we started
1: I, so. and I, I scarfed them things down yeah so that was good they, they were so good
0: <laughs> okay um. we're gonna- we're going to get started cuz we could talk about, you know, what's wrong with us for days. Yeah, we love that. that. That's,
1: That's my easy. favorite
0: topic. I love to talk about what's wrong. <laughs> my favorite my favorite topic. <laughs> but let's talk about what's good, which is mm-hmm. we have taken inspiration this week for our episode from a Netflix movie docu It's an interview style, but it's yeah. from her book. Yes. So Michelle Obama wrote a book called The Light We Carry. Mm-hmm. And she went on tour. And um, from my understanding, she had different people on each stop of the tour moderate what was, you know, like moderate her answering questions about the book. Mm-hmm. And they filmed the last stop on the tour, which was LA, mm-hmm. and it was Oprah Winfrey. So that's with the
1: Oprah cool. Winfrey. The
0: Oprah Winfrey
1: baby. Oh. Okay. So Bruh, I was talking about that, how they're just like, they, they are probably two of the most well-known women internationally.
0: Yes. Black women
1: internationally.
0: Yes. They are the coolest. Oprah. Like Oprah. it's crazy. Like who does not want to be Oprah? She's who doesn't, just, wow. Who doesn't know Oprah? Like.
1: Okay, I don't want to be Oprah because, like, that's a lot. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> like, you can't go nowhere without nobody knowing who you are. But I nonetheless. I
0: wanted to be Oprah when I, was, when I was younger. That was, I mean, I kind of still want to be like Oprah because mm-hmm. I have always dreamed of having a talk show. Like, what yeah. we're doing here.
1: Wouldn't that be cool, Caleb? if we had a talk show? Yes.
0: I wrote that down for us. Like, it's kinda- I wouldn't do
1: one by myself, but I would do one with you.
0: Yeah, we could do it together. We could host yeah. a talk show. On I TV. That, that would be so that. cool. It's possible. Okay. I mean, okay. anything's possible for us. At
1: Anything this is possible.
0: Yes. So, yes, they they did this on Netflix and it was so super cool. Um, I don't necessarily want to ruin the whole thing because if you would like to watch it, I think that you should. But it just encourages a lot of conversation That we talk about on a normal basis anyway. So, literally, dive further into some of these like topics that they bring up and our thoughts about them.
1: There was just so much wisdom that she had to share. And granted, like, At some point, because while she was talking, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I knew this stuff. I wish I knew this stuff. And then at some point she goes like, be patient with yourself. It takes a lifetime to find your voice. Yes. And I was like, oh. She's like, I just got to this point of being complete within myself. And I was like, damn. At 50. At 50. And I was like, damn. Oh, okay.
0: I think we rush ourselves too much. Because we expect ourselves
1: to be so much further along.
0: yeah. And I think it's just overexposure as well. Like we mm. have so much exposure to what other people are doing. And then if we see these people who are basically like anomalies, like people that are in these positions where they're our age making tons of money and doing all of this like fancy luxe stuff, mm. we feel like we should all be in that position. And it's just not, it's not the the the, the status quo for but what- even-
1: even beyond that though like when she said that i wasn't even thinking about like her financial success or her career success what i was thinking about is her mindset her perspective her maturity mm-hmm. and i think i think especially with me being in this position that i am i think on top of holding myself so highly accountable other people hold me to a standard expecting me to be so much further than what i actually am when i'm i mean i just turned 29 granted that is like old enough, but like, I'm still in my twenties and I'm still figuring it out. And people like yeah. hold me to this standard of like, well, you should be healing like this way and you should be doing this. And I'm like, okay, but like, why are you like, please don't tell me what I should or should not be doing. Like, again, I'm being patient with myself and I'm eventually finding my voice,
0: but yeah. it takes
1: time. It takes It so takes much time, time. And, and experience. It-
0: I was just about to say, it, say, it really takes life experiences mm-hmm. for you to go through things and you learn lessons, especially if you're hard-headed yeah. like the two of us are, where you want to experience it for yourself. You almost kind of like, and this is something I wrote down as well when I was watching it about like how I want to be more open to learning. <laughs> I'm weak, Ayana. <laughs> I want to be more open to like learning and and really taking things that elders have to share mm-hmm. like trusted elders because I think that a lot of times what I have found from the way that I do things is I want so hard to be right. Yeah. I'm like I want to be right in this situation. I want to do it my way and my way is just not best because I'm doing things that other people have done and they have Fell flat on their face on. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, oh, no, well, that's not me. I can I can make this work. And then it doesn't work. And I think I'm realizing that more like I always talk about this, but working at at a high school has really just opened my mind because I remember being in high school and thinking that I knew everything Mm -hmm. and that I had it all figured out. I just really oh. thought in my mind, like, this is what's going to happen. This is how it's going to go. And yeah. what people would tell me otherwise, I would be kind of, like, offended. Like, who are yeah. you?
1: Yeah, no, it's no. my life. And it's granted, my- yes, it, it is. Um, I don't think I really learned to live through or learn through other people's experiences until my marriage. When I realized, like, mm-hmm. I need an expert. <laughs> I need help. help what the fuck? Help n- me, n- nigga. <laughs> nigga. <laughs> like, I needed Help, um, but before that, I was like, no, I just need to experience it. Like, I just gotta experience it, and and then I realized like some of this pain could have been avoided had I just like listened to some some wiser people.
0: Yeah, that's something I really want to take with me in this next phase. I have to really stop um, being so defensive and quick mm-hmm. to quick to want to prove some type of point. Like, what am I proving? Like nothing, <laughs> like it, it takes humble nothing. Humble yourself. <laughs> like humble yourself, girl, stop acting like that. It's just kind of <laughs> crazy when I really think about it. Why am I like this? Why? Who made me like this? Like it ain't even gonna be like this. It don't. And I, and I think about the fact that I have so many people in my life that are older than me that share so much wisdom on me. And I want to be more open to what they have to say because when I talk to my students, I hope that they're like open to what I have to say because I'm trying to save them from a lot of heartache and pain. Mm -hmm. And I see their wheels turning when I'm talking to them. Like, I like you, I trust you, but also I'm going to do this instead. And I'll be like, Okay. It makes
1: me wonder, like, where did that come from in us? Because when anyone tells me what to do, there's an immediate reaction for me to book. <laughs> like whether it's a big book or a small book, like I'm gonna book. But like, has does it is it a personality type or is it something to do with like the relationship we've had with our parents? Cause I feel like that might be what it is. Um, I feel like if a child grows up in an environment where they're they're they have the opportunity to feel and to express themselves in a way that is, of course, respectful, but also they've learned to genuinely trust their parents, genuinely trust their parents and their insight, then that also filters into adulthood and they can listen to other people as well and trust them. Because I know, like, I just had a hard time trusting what anyone else had to say about my life because I'm like, how are you an expert on my life? Um, Meanwhile, not understanding that, like, people... have patterns and and you can learn people's patterns or just patterns of life through other people's patterns of life like sometimes things just repeat like mm-hmm. and you can pick up on the pattern like just figure it out
0: yeah there actually is a science behind that and this is the area that I would kind of deem myself a bit of an expert on just because of the fact that I really have studied teenagers mm-hmm. specifically what yeah. they care about. And I think that it is what you said. It Part of it could be personality traits and just who people mm-hmm. are. But I think a lot of it has to do with how you are raised mm-hmm. and it has to do with parenting style. So like we've talked about this in the past about like authoritarian parents versus authoritative,
1: authoritative and
0: right. how, what that looks like. And I think that when, especially when children don't get the freedom to explore and mm-hmm. be able to trust their own intuition, it makes you feel very like, well, you're trying to take your control and your power back, mm-hmm. especially when you get to your teenage years. Yes. That's the part of that's the first part of it. The second part of it is also that teenagers in, in those years, you are trying your hardest to separate yourself from mm-hmm. anything that has to do with your adults.
1: identity. Yes. Yeah, you do your not identity. care
0: what adults have to say. You care mm-hmm. most about peer relationships. They look at their friends as the experts on everything.
1: I don't Everything about that. And we're all idiots. hmm At least at that age, we were all idiots.
0: No, we <laughs> it's are like, it's and like, that was that was really my my goal when I went into working with high schoolers. I was like, I would hope that if I come in being like a young person working with high school students, that they could trust me enough that I don't seem so far removed, yeah that I can be more impactful than adults who are like, you need to do da 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 It's also how you talk to them, too. I think that's- Oh, my
1: God. It's especially how you talk. But it's interesting that you take on that viewpoint because I know- Working in the residential centers with teenagers, some people would take on the viewpoint where even though they weren't so far removed from it, they try to establish themselves so heavily as like adults, like sp- experts mm-hmm. of life adults, because they thought that the authority is what was more important. But it's like, no, 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 no. the the rapport is more uh, important than anything else, especially with teenagers that you need to establish rapport very quickly <laughs> or just like over time like build the trust and that's, that's it's, it's
0: the connection it that gets definitely you definitely the rapport it's the rapport at the yeah. end of the day it's the rapport and that's why I've always just kind of step back and let them come mm-hmm. to me or I'll say a couple words to them and then They're they like kind cats. of look at me like and, and then next thing like, you know, they like latch on to you, and they're like, yeah, I love you. You my favorite." I'm like, "Why? Yeah. Why would I impress you." Like, literally, literally, it's is like I easy? gave you your space. Like, is
1: that is that all it takes? Is this the bare minimum? I... <laughs> but they like when you do it, even when you talk to them like that. <laughs> if you, <laughs> teenagers if you think, are strange. look every look, day. I've been I'm there. I used simulation. to be that, but like
0: every day I'm in there. I'm like, this is a simulation. Y'all are <laughs> crazy. They I tell them crazy. I'm like y'all are crazy. They be like Miss Scott. I'm like y'all are crazy. I just they're crazy. Down. They're just, they're
1: just crazy. All them hormones. Just oh god, I do not miss that. Me, either. I do not miss that at all. Worst that four was years. A confusing before. time. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back
0: time. to this because <laughs> we could talk about teenagers all day too. All, all day. <laughs> so the first thing that I wrote down that actually kind of relates to what we were talking about in our uh, filling forecast. Is Oprah having a fearful mind, being in a position to what she already knows she knows how to see? And going behind people who are big names. This is the Oprah Winfrey. And she was, was like, crazy at the very beginning, she's like, oh my gosh, I, I came after all these people. She's like, Michelle was like, nobody wants to come after you. Like, what are you talking about? And even and she has imposter syndrome. Yes. And so what it reminded me of immediately, I wrote down, I, like in connection to that, I said, me sitting next to Ayana and knowing knowledgeable things like being a professional but still feeling like I'm shrinked because of the way that the world will view things like what qualifies you to things. be in this right may view things cuz it's not everybody but not most people no but it's just the little voices in your in your mind making you feel like you know you're not you're qualified
1: yeah. to yeah. be
0: in that position and it's yeah. just crazy that It it was a it was a nice, humbling moment that Oprah Winfrey sat there Mm -hmm. and talked about the fear that she felt coming out to sit next to Michelle Obama. And she was a name before Michelle Obama became the first lady.
1: Isn't that wild? Isn't it crazy? The other crazy thing to me was when Michelle Obama I felt disrespectful just saying Michelle uh, when Michelle Mrs. Obama, Mrs. when Mrs. Obama, <laughs> when our first lady, <laughs> uh, forever my first lady. Yeah, <laughs> when she when she even talked about the fact that like during quarantine and stuff, she said she started to get very depressed. And in my mind, I'm like Michelle Obama was getting depressed. Yeah, depressed. But that just goes to show what like a lack of a lack of direction or a lack of purpose. Uh, could do to anybody
0: anybody Anybody. it's it's the reminder that we are all human no matter what the platform is in which we found our success our career everybody is still having human experiences just in different facets of life
1: that's another thing she talked about too. She was like, I mean, yeah, she was like, people people were shocked when I opened up about my marriage and like that we have flaws. She's like, but people want to believe the social media. She's like, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> She's like, it's social media. Social
0: media ain't that real. And I was just like, hey. yeah. She literally she, said- she
1: speaking to the choir, girl. I understand.
0: She said that people would post pictures of her and him and be like relationship goals. She'd be like, I was mad at him in that picture. <laughs> when I tell you I was dying when she said that. I was <laughs> dying when she said that. I didn't and realize she got so up. much
1: flack about the thing where she said um, where she said uh, she was miserable for like 10 years of their marriage. But they, I mean, 30
0: years is a long time. She's like, I'll take those 10. Like, that's fine. But you know people, what? She, people, people, people were mad about this. She really hit the nail on the head, though, because you have to think about the generation and the time that we live in. Nobody wants to be unhappy. That's we true. we live in a fast gratification society. People want results. They want what they want immediately. Microwave results. Yes. And so if you don't have it right then and there, you feel like, oh, well, this ain't going to work out, you know?
1: Yeah. At the end of the day, she she understood that she chose a good man. And like, regardless if they were... Ha- and that's that, those are the kind of marriage uh, problems that... Uh, I won't say you should be having, but that are okay to have. Ones where you're 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 compromising over communication styles, or compromising over like struggles of parenting, or like compromising over like schedules and like and life roles. Like those are those are marriage problems that are okay to have mm-hmm. when you choose a good partner.
0: Yeah. If you I, choose I always, a good
1: partner, you're good, bro. Like everything. I mean, you're combining
0: your life with someone who's so different than you. Like, of course yeah. you're going to have issues. It's going to be issues in every facet because you're trying to change this person to fit into a puzzle piece that they don't fit into. And mm-hmm. I feel like I learned when Marcus and I started dating, I was like, it, it helps me to realize that problems should come from almost like external forces. uh uh-huh. And then, you know, the things internally about like your morals and character and things like, like those should never necessarily be like, the main issues that you're fighting over it it should just be little things like you said like life stuff you can't control that like for example with me and him we both have super busy schedules right now you know mm-hmm. so we but we can't control that because we're trying to create a life that we want for ourselves and for our future family so that yeah. is external and we have to work together against that problem mm-hmm. but i think that a lot of times people look at relationships like oh if it doesn't work for me then I don't need to do this. And it's not just about you. You're combining your life with this person. Mm-hmm. It's not just about what this person can do for you. Mm-hmm. It's about mm-hmm. what can you do for them? How do you all combine and mesh seamlessly as possible? It won't be I, seamless, but
1: yeah. I think at the end of the day, if you if you've chosen a partner who you know has good character, um it's like, okay, when Yeah. We- Win win. Win win. Everything else everything else you guys can you guys can work through.
0: Yeah. I agree. I feel yeah. like I those think the only deal say, breaker is cheating. Hello. That's a problem. Actually, that, I say that, that, that crumbles <laughs> that crumbles so many things when that happens. Yeah. Trust, yeah, communication, but everything. That, but work. but that's
1: that that also shows like a lack of good character though. So that's why I yeah. say there's a power in choice. You choose someone who has good character. Uh you got, you know, butterfly feelings in the in the beginning, that's great. Um mm-hmm. yeah. blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyways, um another thing that I loved her talking about that I I just absolutely loved was her talking about her kitchen table. Yes. <sighs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> So Oprah, Oprah was like, you don't have 12 good friends. And she's like, no, I do. She's like, I absolutely do. And it reminded me of where I am now because I would have been that person. You don't have twelve good friends because to me that would have just been unimaginable. But yeah. going through like the stuff with this marriage, I've realized the importance of having your kitchen table. You yeah. like your partner cannot meet all of your needs. They no. just can't. They just can't. And you need a bigger support. You need a village. Yes. And now I I went from having two solid good friends and in the past 2 to 3 years now i have like eight
0: what do you feel like changed for you like in that time span me me my 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 desire for healthiness
1: changed and then i i gravitated toward people who are similar to me and like minded who are also very particular about the people around them and so i mean i've i've met mutual friends through mutual friends because we're all like We're all similar. We're all alike. I wouldn't have met Asia and Ariel if it weren't for you. Like I wouldn't have met like I would have met Brie if it weren't for Anna. That's what I'm saying. Like I've I've gathered my community by making one solid friend. And then that solid friend has other solid friends. And we've just continued to build our little fortress, our little community, our little village.
0: Do you feel like prior to like building out your village and your community of friends? Do you think that you were closed off to opening up to having more
1: friends prior to? because i was convinced that like i didn't need that many people mm-hmm. and i used to like say like oh i have a small circle as a flex because mm-hmm. i thought that was a flex like no i yeah. have a small circle but but what i really was trying to say is that i'm very selective and mm-hmm. i'm very intentional and i can still say i'm very selective and very intentional but but look where that got me yeah. um, but i it was during quarantine when i was in so much isolation did i realize oh my god i need people yeah and look at that. And then it's like so a crazy. a little flip switch.
0: Yeah, a flip switch. I really think that um I open myself up after like I think I've always been open to friendships, but I think my problem was that I wasn't selective of no- enough of my mm. friendships cuz so I Yeah, because I've seen I it. always see the good in people. So I can see why I should remain friends with people oh. in different situations. And so it would make me have a lot oh. of people around me, but I didn't have the quality. Like I had quantity without quality. I see. And you so go, I... I uh, sorry. Go girl. ahead. No, go.
1: No, I was just going to say, um, I'm I'm that way, but only when it comes to like um, romantic relationships. Now, when it comes mm-hmm. to my friends, when it comes to... My friendships, I'm, for some strange reason, <laughs> I've always been a lot more selective. But then when it comes to romantic relationships, and I think that comes down to daddy issues in a way, mm-hmm. which I also want to touch on when she talked about her father, yeah. um, I I haven't been as selective.
0: Yeah, I think I, yeah, it was it was across the board for me, quite honestly. I feel like mm. in in all facets of my relationships, I just wasn't selective enough. I didn't have the verbiage to set boundaries. I Mm. felt very scared and timid that if I spoke what was impacting me or that I didn't like, like that 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 would make me not digestible. I've always been concerned about me not being digestible to people. And so I, have yeah, it's just, it's been a weird thing, but I think it's because I have these like uh, layers to myself of, I can be this very like, receivable person and I know that like I know that I can be receivable by people um but then I also know that I have an intensity to myself that to some might not be very well received to some people that is a lot to some people Mm -hmm. it's like "Mm, she's doing too much or she's controlling Mm -hmm. and all that Mm -hmm. stuff so it's made me feel very like I need to hide these parts of myself and I'm just gonna like Like fold my hands and just be the good friend that lets you run, you know, show all sides of yourself, and I accept that. But then I can't be accepted in all facets of who I am. So I just kind of let that go once I saw people were running over me, and I was like, first of all, (laughs) what we tired of this? (laughs) I'm tired of being tired. I'm tired. It's like, is you tired enough? Right. Learn my Um,
1: um. Oh, sorry, I had to burp. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> but I, um, okay, back to the back to the being selective thing. So this this I think I just had a revelation in a to an extent um, when I said the the daddy issue thing. So mm-hmm. the reason why I feel like I've been more selective with women than I have with men is because I understand women better because I've had a lot more solid mother relationships and I have father relationships. Like, mm. I don't know my biological father well at all. Um, the only really consistent dad I've ever had is Michael. And that became extremely consistent in my adult years. Yeah. But mother figures, there's my biological mom, which wasn't very stable, but it was balanced out by Kim, who raised me until I was 18, who then kicked me out of the house. And then, then I have Jennifer. But even in between then, I had like mothers who would like, adopt me like I don't know how many people I, I call out here I'm like hey mama like I just mm-hmm. I just be calling it's like I have mother figures and I understand yeah. women and I know how to navigate relationships with women so I feel like that's why like I'm a little bit more selective but with men like that was just a lot harder for me to navigate because I didn't understand men
0: yeah
1: I'd, I didn't have as much experience with men um but I know when she she was talking about her relationship with her dad and the things that she learned through her and I loved listening to that but me she too. learned her perseverance through her father she learned that laughter is a tool through her father which I mean I use laughter to cope and people think I'm not coping because I'm <laughs> laughing and I'm like no that is me coping it's I'm helping still dealing me. with it it's helping me yeah. um and then just in general her dad did a lot of modeling just with himself like yeah. he was the
0: example Yeah, And I just thought that was beautiful. I was like, see, I need to find a man who's going to model for my children, you know? Yeah. The things I took away from it, the first quote that I, the quote I wrote down was, nobody can make us feel bad about ourselves if we think Mm. good about ourselves. And that was something I really needed to hear in that moment because of the space that I told you that I was in when I was listening to this. And I was just like, you know, like, we like so often we put so much energy into what everybody else thinks about us. And what it really shows is an area that, that needs to be grown in confidence. Like that, if you think that you did well in this situation, regardless of Mm -hmm. what everybody else may think, like, you know what your intentions were and you sit and, and feel well in that. So I wrote that down. I wrote down The importance of truly falling in love with yourself, no matter who has something to say, you are grounded in truth. You have control over your feelings. Oh, that was the one. She She said, said, focus
1: on what you can control.
0: Yes. So I started writing things
1: down that I can control for myself.
0: Oh, that's really good. What did you write?
1: My perspective, my mindset, Mm -hmm. my routine, Mm -hmm. um, my self-talk. And also the environment I choose to insert myself in. Yes, those are things that I can control. Yes. Um. Yeah, but I, uh, back to the light thing. Like I, I felt that too. And she was talking yeah. about fueling your light and don't let someone dim it. And then that's when it occurred to me because I had like somewhat of a revelation for myself. Even with me being so vulnerable, people people some people really do see that as a weakness it's like why are you like why are you doing all this like do that in private like ill do that in private and it's something to be disgusted at to them but I know that it's a strength I've learned through this past year like my vulnerability is absolutely a
0: strength um, and it's and people- because they're scared to do it themselves and mm-hmm. somebody has told them you cry in private you don't let people see you when you're down and so mm-hmm. then they project onto you the things that they've been taught and they've right. been told and haven't had the freedom to do in their own lives.
1: Right. And I like to live my life out loud. Like that's yeah. just I mean that's just me. I've always been that even with uh even without social media like even with people around me like I just like to live my life out loud. Um yeah. and she even talked about that. She was like people were shocked by the fact that I was being vulnerable in this book. She was like but why not? Yeah, Why not? She's like, I'm a normal person too. I'm processing just like everybody else. And I was like, yes.
0: I think that people feel that they have so much control over, um, they want to have so much control over the perception of what Mm -hmm. other people think of them. And they also want to... Not be like a living example. Like it's different when you've kind of been called to be just like a vessel, having an experience. Yeah. And you don't take ownership of the experiences that you're having, instead of just being like, you know, I'm experiencing this for all of us. I, we got a message, we got a message not that long ago. I don't know if it was a DM, but I or a comment, but I saw it, and it talked about how us sharing the things that we are going through has helped. This person so much from I get them all
1: the time, and that is that's why I do it. That is why we wanted to do this podcast. It's like, bro, we're all dealing with it. You're not alone. You are not alone, bro. We all here struggling.
0: We all struggle. and we're we all out here
1: that. thriving. That's what I'm yes. saying. We're thriving, and we're struggling. Like we're it's we're living a human experience. Y'all are not alone. We are mm-hmm. all in this together. We're all in this yeah. together. <laughs> 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 like, you know to dance too. <laughs> I hope y'all and y'all are doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's man. so funny. That's so, that when so when funny. when she said something about she was like we define um, what it is to be a happy human. And a lot of people don't fit in that box. Um, and it made me think, especially men, because people are constantly telling men like what they should and what they should not be. And that's no wonder a lot of men are unhappy. No wonder yeah. a lot of men are unhealed. No wonder a lot of men are projecting onto to women and, and like, no wonder. Yeah, No wonder, because they don't Cause fit just into the this
0: same, tiny ass little box. They don't. They don't. And just the same way that we need space to heal from the ideals that have been put upon us, that we are here to serve a man and we are yeah. here to be a subordinate and us healing from those things. Men have to heal from the things that they've been told as well.
1: Yeah, like you don't have to be the rock. You don't have to like you're you're human too. It's okay for you to feel. It's okay for you to express. It's okay for you to feel weak. That's yeah. normal. It's a human experience. That it is something- okay for you to be depressed. It is okay for. I mean, like it's human. It's, it's okay. okay for you to live it.
0: Yes, that is something I definitely think that women. We have to work as a whole to do better at with men, because I think a lot of times we project those things back onto yes. them. That continues to reiterate the idea that they have to be these like statues, these stone figures, and it's just not true. Like I
1: will say, there are uh, there are a lot of women, and I'm sure I've done it for sure in my past as well. Uh, up until recently, when I I realized like how problematic it was, but like women are also um, also pushing like misogyny and like mm-hmm. the, with their own perspectives, like, oh no, my man ain't gonna be doing that. Like, yeah, girl, well then that's or, just not your man. That s- specific guy is not your man, but like allow them to
0: do, like, come on. Or feeling like this is the one that really gets me. And I know this might be controversial. However, no. I feel like, because I know there's different viewpoints on it, but I think that, women put sometimes a lot of pressure on men about the provider aspect. Yeah. And I don't think that that's fair because I think that women sometimes want to just be able to like live their life in freedom because it's like, okay... Like if you don't work a job, right? You don't work a job and you want him to pay all the bills, you mm-hmm. also don't want to stay home and do all the cooking and all the cleaning and just raise the kids. You wanna be able to go out, do your thing. Like, so there has to be some type of Wait, balance. Are there women
1: who actually who like do
0: you know anyone personally who like wants that? I so I know someone Because I see it every once in a while, like on We don't media. know these people personally because we don't hang out with people that are that think That's like true. this. That's true. But I know somebody from um when Marcus and I first moved in together. Um, I remember somebody from like one of my friends from high school. I was talking to her and I was like, yeah, we're about to move in together or whatever. And she was like, um, is, um, he better be paying for it. And I was like, No. It better I be. I was like, no, we're splitting the rent. That better be. And that was, she was just like, girl, like, mm-mm. My and, thing
1: is is like if you want to live your life like that then live your find a man who is also a, I think at the end of the day it's about finding someone who is on the same I'm you. sure there's peop, men out th- and maybe your maybe your pickings are a little bit slimmer because like a lot of men aren't thinking that way but like you have to understand your pickings are a little bit slimmer but don't force that down somebody else's throat just because like you think that that is the right way like and yeah, i think other a lot of times. like
0: that A lot of times in those situations, though, like this is not a one size fit all because I can't say that for everybody. But I think that when women are in situations where men have that amount of power over Mm -hmm. their family dynamic and their life, like if you. You're not having any income. Like you are completely reliant upon this man. And it it, it, like, depending on how much money he's making and all of that different stuff, some of those men have like control issues. It's not all of them. Some of them genuinely just want to be a family man. Like I know that I talked to Marcus about like the time period where we have kids. I'm not going to work. Yeah, I am not working, so I would. You be- want to be
1: a stay at home? mom. I think that's fine. I, I, be- I would love to be a stay at home mom for at least the first five years of each of my child's life yes. until they go off to like grade school. Um, yeah, but even 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 before that though, like I I thought I wanted to be. um, I thought I was more traditional, but then I got married and I realized like I don't want Jer- any of Jared's money. I wouldn't even touch that money. He we would, we had a joint account. He would put mm-hmm. money in it, but I'm like, that's that's. Our money, but I'm not touching that. He's like, No, you can dip into it if you want to. I'm like, No, 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 that's our, I'm not touching that. I ain't yeah. touching that. Yeah. That ain't, no, 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 no. But that's where we also weren't aligned because he wanted to be a financial provider and I needed, I had other needs. You needed he, other types of stability. Other types of stability. Didn't I didn't care about money. his finances. Yeah. I was like, I don't, I, I pay for my own stuff and I was paying for my own stuff. I was like, I don't need
0: you pay for nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. I need I'm something pr- else. So just and know. I'm trying I to get out money. of that. I'm trying to get out of that, like that super independent girl. <laughs> it is hard, especially when your partner, that's how they love.
1: They want to be able to. So you have to, to an extent, like allow them to. I know I had to uh, adjust in some ways because I was very uncomfortable with having someone have that kind of power over you, especially when you don't trust the person completely. It's like, I don't want you paying for nothing. Like, yeah. I don't want to be owing you nothing. <laughs> That's so bad. I just need to soft, soften up. Like So, how how what's your plan to get to that point of softening it? Like wh-
0: I don't know, girl. (laughs) I don't know. I be sitting here. I'm like, I can't act like this. Like, I'm about to be somebody's wife. I can't be like hard body. That's my issue. But how are you hard body? Like, I've never seen you be hard, hard. I mean, I've seen you be very strong in your opinions when it comes to That's what I'm talking about. I think that sometimes, hmm. though, I need to shut up. Like, sometimes (laughs) it's just not necessary. You know, I always say wisdom isn't just knowing what to say. It's also
1: knowing when to speak. Yes.
0: And I think sometimes like I know that I can be very like strong in my opinions and leadership, especially if I have a certain idea about something like mm-hmm. I am You're not very particular. Back- very I am particular. not backing down. Yeah. But I think that sometimes not to say that I'm going to dim my light or anything mm-hmm. because I'm going to be me. But But, I need to give still, it's a compromise of giving Marcus space to step into leadership. I have led my own life for so long (laughs) and I have fought my dad. (laughs) I have fought everybody that has tried to show any type of leadership over me. And so I have to allow space for that, for me to soften up. And then I don't have to carry the burden of feeling like I have to be in control all the time. I really want to release that. Like it's just. It doesn't even feel good for me, you know, because then I don't trust anybody else to do it. I feel like my ways. Come on, strong black woman. Come on, strong black woman. You ain't soft. We're in the soft woman era. That's what I want to be in. Soft. That is my goal. Going into marriage, I want to go into my soft woman era and be like, oh, my husband will. (laughs) Do you remember
1: that that tip I told you? If you have to ask someone
0: twice, you're trying to control. Yes, I have to remember that because you said that to me, and now that you said it again, I remember. But you said it, I was like, "Ooh, that was good," and then it went. Shh. It was like that because in the moment you like <laughs> 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 control.
1: <laughs> so just remember that he may not do it exactly how you want it, but just let him do it. I got
0: to give him space. I got to give you got to give him space.
1: space. It's like you don't have to dim yourself, but just back up a little bit so his shine can shine a little bit more.
0: I know because I know sh- I could be a lot
1: let him share because I know that must be really affirming for him for him to uh, you know take lead men want to feel like the leader they do. well they just want to feel useful sometimes yes. they don't want to feel like but sometimes they want to feel really useful everyone wants to feel useful and seen and, and, and felt you know like let me yeah. I want to feel productive like I, I I, contribute something to this partnership yeah. so let him
0: do that k let me shine k I'ma let him shine. That's about to be my husband. Shine I gotta shine bright him like, him. like a diamond. Shine bright like a diamond, and I'ma just sit back like and chill. <laughs> no, nah, I feel like the first couple times you're gonna be looking like it's mm-hmm. all look. It's already like that because I've been trying to give him more space. So I'll be sitting there. I'll be like, I'm trying to let you do it.
1: I'm trying
0: to give <laughs> it some room to do it. You better take that. Where my glass of wine at? Just take. That. I'm about to watch something. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I feel like he's been doing it, and I think it's also with men. Learning the way that women want to be led, which is really hard. Oh my.
1: God, yes. Because men think that like,
0: oh, uh, I know
1: from experience, some men think that like it's enough for them just to financially provide that. And they think that's leadership. Some men think like telling you what to do or like being such a heavy planner. It's like, no, no, no. But also they need to understand how we cope with things. We like to feel first. Let yes. me feel it first and then and, and speak irrationally through my feelings and then process and then let's plan. That's yes. when I want you to tell me, Come on. give me your insight, give me your insight then, but let me, let me process first.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's it's just it.
1: like, you just got to learn, you know, you got to learn each other, man. You know, because you know, men and women. I, as much as like people love to dra- dra- dramatize, dramatize Dramatized. the div- <laughs> thank you, dramatize <laughs> the divide between men and women. Like, yes, there is like some differences, but it's really not like at the end of the day, we all have basic human needs of wanting to be seen and wanting to be understood. We want to we wanna be people. We want to be people, bro. Just let them be people, bro. They want to feel useful. They want to feel loved. They want to feel cared for. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's okay.
0: Man. It's okay.
1: Just find somebody who, you know, it aligns with y'all. They're like y'all on the same page.
0: I'm about to coin your term. What a life.
1: What a life. Bro, I say that like five times a day because I'm still a baby. What a life. Whether it's good or bad, I always, what a life. Life. What
0: a life. (laughs) What a life. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe it. Okay. I got some, I got a question that I wrote down. Okay. That. I want to ask because I think that it was asked or I took it and I was like, oh, that's a good question. Um, What does happiness look like for you? What things does it actually include that you desire versus what society has told you should make you a happy person?
1: You know, I... I love this term of like happiness because before, if you would have asked me a few years ago, um, like, Ayana, what do you want in life? And I'm like, I just want to be happy. I just want to be happy. And that was the only answer that I had because I didn't really quite understand what that meant. But, but as time yep. keeps going, I understand that like, I want to be healthy and like, Happiness to me is healthiness. If I'm healthy in my mind and my soul and my spirit, like in my body, in my body, like I, that's happiness to me. If I can learn discipline of the mind, discipline of the body, if I can learn, you know, how to feed my soul, if I can learn, if I can figure all those things out and like get those in my routine and, and, and it not be such a struggle to incorporate those things when life is like, teaching you to overindulge or teaching you to like feed into the unhealthier habits, then like that to me, I think I'll be because with that, with that, all those, those good care or those good traits, those good skills, those anything that you pick up with healthiness, like success follows,
0: like healthier
1: relationships follow. Like, and that's why I'm like, I just want to be healthy.
0: I I love that overall healthy. I've never thought about it in that way before, but that's so spot on. Mm. I feel like That's what I learned through my marriage. marriage. Come on, I'm proud of myself. Look at me.
1: Look at me. Lessons. Come
0: on, lessons. I don't know. I feel like this is a hard question for me to answer because I think that I'm still trying to decipher what it is that is happiness for me versus what society has like told me is happiness. And it's hard when you're trying to break through societal norms of what it looks like versus what your own looks like. Okay. So break it down, break it down
1: to each section of your life, your career, your relationship, your friendships, your own personal growth.
0: And I think that that's the, th- I, I think that happiness, like, To me right now, the the word that just pops up in my mind is discipline. Mm. I feel like I have felt so out of control of my life Mm. just in general. And it's because there's always so many moving parts and there's always areas that I feel like I'm lacking in. But it's because I go through and I do all of this stuff that I need to do. Mm -hmm. And then when I get moments where I can do what I want to do, Mm -hmm. I'm burnt out. Yeah. And all that I have time for is to pour into my own cup to recharge. Mm-hmm. But I want to find other avenues of recharging, and it goes mm-hmm. along with what you're talking about, like being healthy, physically, mentally, yeah. spiritually. But that's discipline. Like you have to mm-hmm. be disciplined in that, that's and it doesn't. It's hard because it's not always fun in the moment it's you're about to do that stuff. You're not like I don't want to work out. That's what I want to.
1: That's why I'm saying I want to I want to get to a point where I'm no longer building the foundation of just discipline. I want it to be second nature. Lifestyle. I want it to be my lifestyle. Yeah. Healthiness, just be my lifestyle. But that takes So much work because then you have to master being able to juggle discipline in each aspect of your life.
0: Which requires you to the thing that I have been fighting, and this is the reason why my life has felt so out of control. Mm -hmm. It requires you to basically plan your life out. Like you plan your days out hour by hour, and that makes me cringe on the inside because I want freedom. Planning and delegation.
1: Yes planning and delegation and executing.
0: <laughs> look, man, I can, I can look right. at the reminder and be like, I'm about to lay here. But and You
1: don't know how many reminders I just be ignoring in my phone. Even, mm. even the one on my, on my phone for social media, telling me like your hours up, you've, you've you, you just hour. ignore and it. I just be like, uh-huh. Yep. That's what I do too. That's so bad. (laughs) We got to do better, bruh. If we we really want, if we really want happy lives, we have to be just like generally healthier.
0: Yeah. I agree. Cause I think that I just overindulge in things and that's the, everything is under or over. over. Yeah. (laughs) Under or over. (laughs) Yeah. That's the problem. Like, it's just it's ongoing just forever and that's something so right now i'm trying to take charge of it because when i had that moment of just kind of like over the weekend where i was feeling so broken down mm. about everything i was kind of spiraling a little bit yeah um but i felt like part of why my life has been so chaotic is because i haven't had structure in my spiritual life that i have previously had and so I'm like, okay, God, please tell me what you want me to do. Like, can you please make it plain to me? I need to understand how I'm going to get over this hump. Yeah, and God told me, I don't like it. I'm about to tell you what he told me though. <laughs> God told me, you need to fast from TV and alcohol for 30 days. Okay. All right. This Yay! was my response. This was my response. You know, I
1: think I think I've been uh, being pushed too fast from weed, um, but but also I've noticed there's been a shift in me when it comes to just desire uh, because I haven't smoked in two weeks, and that's the longest it's been in in God I can't even in like shit in like you like. Probably like two years. Cause I know when I was married, at some point I was coping. I was like, bro, where where the blend at? Where, yeah. where the blend? At? And it was every day. And I had been smoking every day for probably the past two to three years. But like I haven't smoked in two weeks. And even at some point, someone like I had the opportunity. I was like, Oh no, it's fine. Like I, I've made it most of the day without like I'm okay. Yeah. Um, crazy.
0: That part- it's just it's really, really it's hard though, but you can Why? do that, Kayla. You can do that. I know that I can, but I know what the intention is. And the problem is um, I still have a hard time pushing myself to do the thing. So what I have been doing though, you'll be happy to hear this. Guess what I've been doing oh, at work? Cause he, I wasn't, God didn't instruct me to fast from social media, but just um, to be more sparing like do it more sparingly not like overindulging in social media Mm -hmm. um so when I'm at work and I have moments that I would be scrolling on my phone I've been reading the book that you gave me (gasps) you're kidding do you know I was do you know that book was just
1: brought up today Anna goes Ayanna like did you bring the first book and I was like no I gave it to Kayla and she was like is Kayla reading I was like I doubt Kayla's reading I was like no I'm reading it it. you're reading it
0: I am I'm so proud of you. I am so I am proud,
1: proud of, of you. I am reading it. It's so, so it's good
0: too. I'm really enjoying it. So, I, whenever I'm at work and I'm sitting there and I have some quiet time where kids are not like pestering me, <laughs> I take my book. And then, oh, let me tell you, this Uh-oh. is just a side note. This Uh-oh. one kid, this one kid, I'm sitting there. They made me sub a class. So, I'm sitting there, I have the book out. He, this is just like such a kid thing to do. I'm sitting behind the desk. So I have the book like this. Mm -hmm. He literally, oh, I have it right here so I can show you exactly what I did. I had the book like this. Right? Mm -hmm. The kid comes and crouches down right in front of the desk, and he's like this. And he's sitting there for a while. And I so I'm just reading, and I was like, What are you doing? (laughs) And he's like, I'm trying to read the back of your book. I was like, Uh You asked me stop being
1: weird here i'm like here look, look at it kids, kids are strange Caleb, he They're was like strange. well it's
0: kind of just like nardia and beauty and the beast collabed i'm like okay great thank you
1: <laughs> kids are strange yeah i love kids though i actually that's not true i don't know if i like kids anymore <laughs> but honestly i haven't been around a child in such a long time that when they are around me i'm like eh, what do i do what You're, do i do what why is it done? doing that you just what? talk to them
0: like the little. crazy part is,
1: is though I used to work with children, three <laughs> and under,
0: and now you're oh, and now I'm like those those ones I'm scared of. The only one I'm not terrified of is Caleb. Teenagers because no, he's Caleb. my godson. No, but, Caleb, I'd
1: be scared of too. I'm like, <laughs> 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 even Noah, even Anna, Anna's son Noah. I'm like, hey Noah. <laughs> Now he's getting to the age where I can just talk to him like an adult, which is
0: nice because I love doing that because they're that's so funny because the stuff that comes out of their mouth is like, where the, the, how old are you? How exactly. old are you? Well, that's why I kind of like teenagers because they're like many adult conversations, little bodies and you can have. Love they love can understand you. what you're saying. Their language <laughs> is so different now. So they'd be like, it really triggered me when and yes. I had to set up boundaries when did <laughs> yes. da. I was like, Bruh, on, I had a on.
1: full, I had a full conversation with my little cousin. And granted, when I was when I was a lot younger and they were younger, I found them so annoying. There's three of them; they're all siblings. The the ogles they, I found them so annoying because they would just like jump on me and they would just be like all in my face, Yanni, yani, and me taking my clothes, like playing in my makeup and my shoes. I'd just be annoyed.
0: Mm, somebody, can you that hear one. that? Like, this I can is what that. I'm talking about. My nervous system. This is why That's I need so to good. leave Chicago. It's okay, Kayla. us okay. Ciao. Uh-oh. Okay. 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 Oh, okay. Wrap it
1: up. Okay. Got it. Um, but I I found them so annoying. But over oh, was it last summer? I came to visit and she was like, Hey, can I just come to the grocery store with you? And at this point, she's um a sophomore or junior in high school. And we had a whole conversation just about parenting and this mm-hmm. new wave of parenting and of, of not wanting to whoop your children and, and the parenting styles that we wanted. And I looked at her and I was like, oh my God, I can have have real conversation with you now. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, you're like a person
0: now. Like, what is this? Yeah. It's just, I love it. I love teenagers. They grow up and they become people. And I they love teenagers. teenagers. <laughs> yeah, I love teenagers. That's my favorite age group. I know that they're a little like, They're my passion, man. Yeah, they're a little chaotic, but they are. They are for sure. They bring the drama, but it's like a little razzle dazzle. That's all. A
1: little sprinkle, (laughs) sprinkle.
0: (laughs) Razzle dazzle.
1: (laughs) But um, I love that you you are about to start this fast. I think people forget with fasting that like, yes, you are technically restraining from something, but the point of it is to also add uh healthier things. Um, Yeah. So I I I'm I'm rooting for you, Kayla.
0: Thank you. You know, it could have. It came at the craziest time of my life. And I think on purpose, because now I'm about to have my graduation and I can't drink to celebrate it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I was on a fast, too, when I found my wedding dress and I couldn't drink to celebrate that either. So I'm just like, this is really crazy. I don't think that I overindulge in alcohol, but I think that sometimes when I have a stressful day, my first response is, oh, let me get a glass of wine.
1: You're coping. And
0: so I think that I just need to find other mechanisms. And I know with TV, I've been overindulging in TV lately. So I think that's why God was like, "Mm, gotta go. Cut it. It's time to replace it with something. (sighs) Yeah, so... I know I need to get back in my journaling. I need to get into my reading. I'm done with like classes. So now I have the mental capacity to read books.
1: So, How far are you
0: in that book now? Do you like it so far? I do like it so far. Oh, you do? Oh, okay, good. Yeah, I really do. This is my kind of book. I'm really excited. I'm going to- hmm? I just finished
1: the second book. Is it and crazy? now I can't. It's-
0: I can't wait! I'm so excited. Kayla, it's
1: so good, and because oh god, it's so good, Kayla. And, and I can't and wait like, till we could talk about it, bro. I got so into it. I moved to the third book so fast. I'm on like page 200 on the third book already. And I just started like yesterday, bruh. I just like I can't even pull. it I can't it. wait so to get good. committed
0: like that, so I can it's lock so good. Me in. Yeah. Okay.
1: Bro.
0: Well, that's gonna be my my thing, and over the weekend, I'm gonna try to set out a certain amount of time. Hopefully, what I want to do, I'm gonna start my mornings. I'm gonna journal. Mm -hmm. have my little breakfast and that's a perfect time to do it. I always, the first
1: thing that I do in the morning, um, I I'm starting, I'm trying to get into the habit of stop grabbing my phone immediately. But with all this stuff going on, I have like shade room, uh, shade room alerts
0: on. That's sorry. the worst alert
1: for Bro, you. I, I woke, I wake up with anxiety, but I, I think I'm out of the clear now. Like, I don't think they're going to post about it because like they haven't no. yet. Um, so I think I can turn them off now, but like, I'm trying to make it a habit. The first thing that I grab is my book and yeah. then I just start reading and get my reading out of the way for at least an hour. But sometimes I just lay in this bed for like two to three hours just reading. Um, but yeah, it's really, that's the perfect time to do it in the morning. Yeah. Because I'm going to creating healthier habits.
0: I love it. I'm going to also read before I go to bed at night. Um, okay. I used to do two two books. like So I will read fiction before b- oh, bed. Oh, I can't do that. My brain yeah. So what that. I would do, I would read fiction before bed. And then during the daytime, I would read. um Oh, I see. I would read like self-help books during the day. Oh,
1: I see. My brain can't handle that. It's
0: just like too much like I know the joke, but now that I'm getting back into reading, I'm going to stick to one book at a time for now, but I feel like I like this so much that I'm going to end up on a binge of this. Okay. I'm good. It's good. And when you get to, it's like around halfway,
1: the halfway mark in that book where it gets really good. And then the second book is just all around just like phenomenal. Uh, And this third book is really pretty good too.
0: Okay. Well, let's get into it. I'm ready. Then we could talk about it.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Oh, I just want to say
0: before. Actually, no, because I don't want to
1: say too much. I'll wait until you get through the first one and then I'll say it. Oh,
0: okay. 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 <laughs> okay. Well, that, was that kind of our fill of the week? Yeah, I guess so. It was our fill of the week. Yeah. Do you have any affirmations for us? We haven't done that in a while. I feel oh like we God. might need it. Oh, shit.
1: Sorry, I almost dropped my phone and broke my finger. Um, actually, you know what? We can just pull from that dang uh the light we carry because like Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to say a few just from this. Mhm. Um, I will focus on what I can control.
0: I will focus on what I can control.
1: Mhm. Um Oh, there was sorry, there was something else that I wanted to talk about, but it's too late. Never mind.
0: I have one because we could go back and forth. Another affirmation. Um, I will be patient with myself.
1: Oh, I will be patient with myself for sure. Um, okay. I will fuel my light and I will ne- not let anyone else dim it. I will fuel
0: my light and I will not let anyone else dim it. Beautiful. Oh, wait. Uh, this what? reminds me. This reminds me of, I meant to say this, my, one of my favorite poems, mm-hmm. which is, um, happens to be in, what movie is it? Aquila and the Bee. Oh, cute movie. Yes. And I'm trying to see if I can find it real quick. Um, okay. I'm going to read it really quickly to close this out. But it's very short. Wait, before you read
1: that, can I just say one quick tidbit? Yes, I just want to say the phrase: "If he could, he would." Brother, the president of the United
0: States was coaching his daughter's basketball team. Is that not crazy? And the vice president was there in the crowd
1: cheering. And they over here ruling the whole country, and they still had made made time to coach. No, if he could,
0: he would. If
1: he could, he would. All right. Anyways, go ahead.
0: Okay. (laughs) Let's close out with this. This is a poem by Marian Williamson. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, and fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. Thank you all for tuning in to another week at fill in the blank podcast. As always, you can find us on TikTok at fill in the blank underscore. Fill in the blank pod. You know, I don't really know. One day we'll get this together. One day we'll it's get this together. It's fill in the blank next. pod. Fill in the blank pod on TikTok. On okay. Instagram, we are fill in the blank underscore. And then on YouTube, you can find us at fill in the blank podcast to watch our lovely faces and all of our crazy facial expressions and screeching and whatnot, if you want to see it in live action. And then you can follow me at as told by dot Kayla and Ayana at at Ayana dot We love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Bye. Bye.